This episode is sponsored by Cruise Planners, a.k.a. Dell's Travel Company. If you need to take a trip anywhere, whether it's in the country or out of the country, then Dell's Travel Company is for you. I myself used this service on my honeymoon, but it got me from Philadelphia to Manchester to Liverpool to London to Paris, all places I had no idea what to do when I was there, and I just followed my itinerary and I was all set. So if you want to find out more about this company, stay tuned to the middle of the episode to find out how to join his mailing list. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Scene Invaders, episode 234. Today we got Chuck and Dave Hendricks. What's going on, fellas? Dan, how are you? Hey. So yeah. listen, listen, there's there, there's an apology I have to put out to to the people, to Chuck, to myself. Um, the last time this happened was Umbrella Academy. And I think it was it might have been you, Dave, that told me to watch it. And I waited way too long. So I didn't wait that long this time with Squid Game, but I, I did wait like two weeks. And holy shit. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, <laughs> wow, man. That show was so good. I mean, are you guys with me there on how much did you guys like? I'm sorry. I've been the whole thing and the, whole, the weekend. And it was on your recommendation, yeah, right? Yeah. Dave, I think it was your recommendation. So heard about it on Friday. Started watching it Saturday morning and didn't stop until Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, probably afternoon. <laughs> Wait, so did you sleep? I watched it all night. You you watched it through the night? I, I'm in and out of sleep. Yeah, I'm Bro. in and out of sleep at night. So I had to rewind a couple of episodes. Okay, okay. You all know, because right. I feel like that I'd be like, okay, where did I left off? And I hate that automatic going to the next episode crap that they have on uh was yeah. it Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on Netflix where it goes into the next episode. So, two two episodes went. Then I had to go back and remember, remember remind myself where I left off and catch up. But I, yeah, the whole weekend. So I went to my went to my mom's Friday night. Greg was there, and then I come back and I started watching it. I don't know when I, whenever you they were Julia and Chilmer texting about when they were drinking. I was watching episode <laughs> two, probably episode two, and. I didn't stop. I didn't go to sleep until I was done. And then when I was done, I hopped over to YouTube and spent so much time in that wormhole checking out everything. I mean, holy shit, dude. That show took 12 years to make. And really? it shows. Yeah. And it shows. Um, those sets. I said we were going to wait a second to talk about it, but this is what it, that show does to me, dude. Like, I looked up so much stuff. I sent, I spent about an hour watching behind the scenes uh, videos, just the cast behind the scenes talking. And th they spent so much time on this show and it, everything was so clearly figured out in my opinion, uh, even down to the henchmen where they're wearing the same uniform, except the helmet face is changed. It's square circle and triangle and, you know, like a PlayStation controller. So everything was like a game. Yep, and yep. I couldn't stop. I I was up till 8 a.m. And just mind overflowing with Squid Game. You know what I did when I woke up? I started watching again. I started watching again. I've seen it twice now. I've seen it two times. Every episode. Oh, man. And yeah, I know. So uh, sorry about that. But yeah. All right. So we'll get to that in a second because there are some things I want to ask, ask you guys. And, you know, you're your opinion, what you think, uh, where the sequel's going, what they could do, branching out. But, you know, since the first season took so long, I am scared. Will they be able to come out with season two in a decent amount of time? You know, basically what Netflix episodes have been doing uh, or series have been doing, you know, outside of Stranger Things, they're pretty consistent when you're going to get them once a year, pretty much. And uh, I don't know if this show will be able to do that. And if it does, I don't know if it'll be as good. 
So we might have to be patient if, if we really love it. But um, okay, so real quick, remember guys to check out Sports Invaders. That's available anywhere you get your podcast. And also, if you want to hear anything on this show, email scenevaders at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to have updates on YouTube in a little bit, but we don't, we probably need one more meeting. So I'm not going to give you any promises there yet. So just worry about the sports and yeah, e- email us. I want to, I want to, I want to do a segment from you guys. And that would be a lot of fun. Okay. So let's get into the what's new for now. So uh, Dave, how about you kick it off this week, man? Uh, so just like you and, and also Chuck uh, did, went through squid game, but we're going to go back to that in a little bit. Uh, of course, I'm all in on the finale of Ted Lasso season two. Just, yeah. just an absolutely, you know, amazing show. All right. Uh, Dave, for, for Ted Lasso. Now I'm assuming yeah. anyone that, that, that listens has finished the show by, by now. Uh, what did you think about, coach nate's journey were you were you upset about it um i see where they're going um coach nate's journey uh i i like i see where the writers are going i don't think the payoff is here yet however it gave me one of the most disturbing images i've ever seen in in film or tv which was the ripped believe sign Oh man, I know. I, I, I just couldn't handle that. Um, no. I, I was kind of up and down on this year. I wanted to hate him, wanted to like him, wanted to feel bad for him. So th- there were gaps in his story, but I, I will tell you, like, I, I have faith. If anything, this show has given me faith during the pandemic, faith during our, our next stage that we're in right now. I have faith in Ted Lasso. Yeah, me too. Now, yeah. listen, as a, as a coach, as a coach, say you have something like that, that you mm-hmm. hung up on your first day and an assistant that you grow fond of that grows through the ranks, you know, because they're smart, but, but also because you gave them a chance. And then something like this happens. How do you handle that? That, that, that like, that might be the most low feeling you could have as a coach. It is. I mean, it, I've been through things similar to like that, but it, it's one of those things of when you're a mentor, you're a mentor with the understanding that you're, you know, the person that you're mentoring is ultimately going to leave. And you just hope that it's on the best of terms. You know, nobody grooms, for lack of a better term, an assistant or anything like that to stay. You want them to move on and be their best self. Is this the best self that Nate can be? I don't think so. No. Yeah. But let's have faith. You know what? You just did too. You just showed, like, I didn't even realize what the show did. They showed both sides of that. Having a a mentor and, you know, who they were mentoring leave. And in in Keely and Rebecca, it was handled much better. You know, they didn't show us Teller. They didn't show us tell her, but they showed the reaction right after she told her, and mm-hmm. she was so happy for her. So, yeah, they <laughs> showed they showed both sides. Yeah. Dan, as a football fan, were you horrified that their big play was offsides? Oh, to Jamie, do you think it was? I didn't see. I, I didn't absolutely see. was. It was offsides by like ten feet. So I, I, I would <laughs> I would need to see the sideline view to give my full. Okay. To give my full, because I hear you, it did it did look like that for sure. Like I was thinking that when I saw it, but it could have just been, you know, when the player kicked the ball, he he could have been behind them. Let's let's think that maybe there was a a left back or a right back out of frame, maybe. But um, but outside of that, if they really messed up, that'd be kind of funny to show, uh, to have a TV series that's about an American coach that doesn't understand the sport get better get relegated or get relegated and then get promoted. And then they don't even have the editing right on the big play to get them promoted. That'd be kind of funny. That's actually, I want to, I want to like Sapruder that now and really <laughs> break it down look for every possible angle to see if, if he was on sides or not, but, uh, but yeah, big, big move by him giving off the pen. And yep. you know, the, the series, this season started with Danny missing a pen. Well, he killed the Greyhound 
<laughs> it, it would have went in and goes in and then he finishes the season by by making it they get promoted i, I feel like this if there was one complaint they kind of just had a fantasy about soccer this season like they didn't really show us that much of the, of the games or like talk about where they were in the standings that much like i just didn't know where they were during certain episodes and then they'd right. tell you yeah then they'd be like oh you have this many draws i'm like all right so what place are they in and then all of a sudden if they draw the last game they're going to be in second place and they're going to get promoted so i mean that fine if i'm going to complain about something <laughs> and, and, that, and that's it fine that shows how good the show is but um uh, last season they really focused on where they were throughout the whole season so you felt you felt that in the players attitudes you know they were really stressed when they were on the cusp of getting relegated and then they started playing a little better they got a little more joy in them and then they lose ultimately as a team but it, it it wasn't necessary this season. It was just a different vibe. Focused a lot on mental mental health, uh, which I loved. You know, they had a whole character devoted to mental health, right. um, and then they had the main character go through a, a battle of of mental health. So, mm -hmm. um, and I I think the timing of that was really great, man. I saw a interview with Isaac. Uh, his his real name is hard to say. I'll look it up in a second. Uh, but the captain who plays Isaac and they were they were asking him about mental health and he's like yeah how about that timing right um <laughs> we we didn't you know to just credit to the writers because a lot of stuff went down this year you know yeah. particularly in the olympics concerning yeah. at, athletes and mental health you know exactly. smiles all that yeah so that so, was, that was written yeah. before or that was yeah, it was before, but i didn't know yeah. that i was like oh wow they're they're really on point with so they're taking headlines yep out of the newspaper and yeah. that's what i thought and putting it in the show but yeah, yeah. Okay. No, he's he said it was filmed before that. Yeah. Because they oh, they right. asked him they asked him when did you film it and he was like oh yeah it was before the Olympics, and uh, yeah so that, that they had that included this season crazy wow, really good that's 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 awesome yeah so um all right what do you, what else you got unless you want to can uh, elaborate so I got two more two more uh, one medium one kind of long. So Thursday night, I was all set. I was going to go and see Venom in the movie theaters. Oh. So I went, stood in line waiting to get the ticket. Um, only two people working. Basically, you have to buy tickets at the concession stand now. So I waited a little longer than I thought. Bought the ticket. Went into my movie. The trailers had already started. And I'm like, okay, you know, okay, this trailer, that trailer, okay, Eternals, okay, everything seems about normal. And then the Billie Eilish song for No Time to Die for <laughs> James Bond comes on. No and way. I'm like, wow, they are really pushing this James Bond. They're giving us a full music video. <laughs> and then the action starts. And I'm like, well, maybe this is a five-minute teaser now by that point i knew i'm like yeah, okay, right okay bond it is no way you just you're like fuck it fuck it stay <laughs> that's awesome that's it awesome. was great it was I, absolutely great uh, you know like I, I thoroughly enjoyed it the beginning was a little bit like i don't know if you guys saw the sequel to dragon girl with the dragon tattoo with the girl from the crown no i only saw the other one okay yeah with daniel craig so, a similar opening to that, but just good action. Uh, is it Anna de, de Arms? Arms? Ben Affleck's ex girlfriend. She was in uh, oh, uh, yeah. Blade Runner 2049. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, she was in it. It was great. Uh, Rabbi Malik was great. Like, it, it was just a really good Bond movie. I think it's his last one, too. <laughs> so, is it, is it a wrap up or is it wrap up for him or? I mean, everything in a Bond movie, of course, is ambiguous, but it, it kind of comes out as, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's a wrap up for Daniel Craig. Um, but yeah, you you know how movies are made that these days is no doors ever closed. Yeah, right. Of course. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, Anna DeArmas, that's Ben Affleck's ex-girlfriend, and she was awesome in Knives Out as well. And she's going to yes. be in, in the sequel, okay. I believe, to that. Yep. And uh, yeah, she's good. So th this is something I'm definitely going to see. But I was asked the other day is this coming to streaming and i look it up nope. and so no for now 
but Correct. apparently only because no one has paid what they want for it. So hypothetically, it's not out of the conversation that it could be up on a, a either a paywall or something like HBO Max within the next two to three weeks. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see if, if you're waiting on it to come out to streaming. But would you say it's, you know, so this is the perfect example. This is someone that picked Venom over No Time to Die. Okay. So you have the ultimate insight on this question. You know, is it worth the money? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I could have gone out and gotten a credit or complained and probably got a free movie ticket. Really? I, I just enjoyed the show. It was, I honestly, I, I thoroughly would endorse paying for it in theaters. Wow. Okay. Action shots were good. Action shots were amazing. Um, I mean, it was, it's it's just just well done. It's just a well done action. Like, is it, it's going to win any Oscars? No, it's a Bond film, but it's one of the better ones. Okay, if you have to pick, both of you guys, um, Ch Chuck first. If you have to pick between Bond and Mission Impossible, what do you pick? Uh, hmm. <laughs> well, I'm a Mission Impossible guy. Me too. I love Bond. And I love Daniel Craig as Bond. He's he's awesome. I agree. But Mission Impossible. The only thing with Mission Impossible, I think, um, if they retire, if re Tom Cruise retires, he will. Do they keep when. going? Like, yeah, I think I think Mission Impossible is going to turn into something like James Bond, except instead of the same, same. character being called James Bond, exactly. it'll be Mission Impossible with. You know Joe Smith or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have doesn't have to be Ethan With Hunt. Ethan Hunt. Yeah. Well, I I just saw a news report that said that he is learning. Tom Cruise is learning how to fly something called the Widowmaker for the next uh, <laughs> Mission Impossible. Yo, he's crazy, man. <laughs> he's trying to go to space. He's trying to put one in space. Yeah, he almost did already. Like he did a well, fucking he did a Halo jump in one of those Mission Impossible movies. Like, yep. Well, now, he's, I think. He's, He's really trying to actually film. He was trying to film the first uh, movie in space, but I just heard the Russians beat him. Yep. So I think, too. yeah, so they just beat, they're going to put a movie out. I don't know. I forget what it was called. I didn't look it up, but it's a space movie. It's going to be filmed on the, um, um, what's it called? The, the international space station. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's going to be filmed on. They're about to go up and yeah, Tom Cruise oh. is trying to get it. And NASA, were taking bids and Russia beat it. So it's not like just, oh, I want to put one out there. They were taking bids like, oh, who wants to do it? Tom Cruise didn't have enough money, I think it was, to, or the team didn't come up in time with enough money to put it out. That's nuts, man. Beat like, it. imagine you're a director and because of Tom Cruise, like, you got to go to space. Or do you, does he hire somebody else to go shoot that scene? <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, how many people go? Like, this seems go. so elaborate. Yeah, yeah I, would. I, I guess I would. <laughs> but I mean, he, he already has done so many crazy things. I mean, he was on top of the Burj Khalifa. He did a halo jump and that's jumping from a certain amount of height where he had to get a special helmet and costume and he had to be on oxygen and he jumped out of a highest, you know, altitude. And yeah, he's done a lot of crazy shit. The edge of the airplane um, on the yeah. wing. Yeah. And he did that a bunch of times that they did it like 20 times and mm -hmm. he kept going up. Um mm -hmm. He just jumped off of a, a cliff for the last one. So, so yeah, that's why I would pick that too. But, um, Dave, did you, did you pick which one? I mean, uh, you, Mission you, Impossible all the way. Okay. It Even just, it's you, a better okay. cast, you know, more diverse cast, you know, better kind of ins and outs. When they brought in Simon Pegg, I thought that was amazing. Right. You know, Vin Rames is, is still a king in my book. You yeah. know, you don't mess with Vin or Ving or Ving or Vin. Bing, uh, Bing, 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 yeah. Bing. <laughs> Wallace. You don't yeah. mess with Marcellus Wallace. That's true. Yeah. Right. No, I was just gonna uh, say I I want to go see it, but I also want to see Venom. So like, I don't know what to do. Maybe I should just have the person at the window pick for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did go see Venom, guys. What'd you and, think? Um, look, I have a problem with them. Um, when it gets dark and because I watch TV at night and that puts me to sleep. So I kind of fell asleep. Oh, no. <laughs> I missed so much. It was good. It was really good. I missed so much. My son, he elbows me and I go, 
Oh my god, was I snoring? That's what I say. To him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like that. I just looked over and I saw that you were sleeping. But did you? Then when we got in the car and we're we're driving, he's telling me about all the parts. Oh, did you see this part? And I'm like, dude, what? Dude, what happened? Like, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a great movie. Yeah, right. I mean, I missed, dude, I missed all the action. I mean, it's the loudest part of the movie, and I was sleeping towards it. And I'm not saying it was a bad movie, but Brad, I think Brad hit it. He hit it out of the park with his with his with what he said about it. Yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. I don't, I don't care about blood and gore, you know, because now my son's getting older. But I remember Dave, or um, Dan when you, you guys were talking about um, talking about Deadpool and how you loved it was curse, you know, cursing and rated R and all that stuff. I didn't care about that back then because I was taking my young kid, mm. but I didn't take him to him. But he couldn't see it, but I wanted him to see it. So now he's getting older. Now I'm starting to feel like, well, I'm watching Venom bite somebody's head off and there's no blood. I'm like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> First one, I didn't care because my kid was young and he, we went to go see it together. Yeah. We, we enjoyed it. But now that he's older, I'm like, oh, all right. Now this is a little corny. You know, yeah. I mean? am I wrong to let that affect Dunkirk? Because it does. It, it really affects Dunkirk for me. It, it's weird. Like, I can't see a war movie where people are getting lit up and there's they're just like flailing and falling. It just like takes me out, man. It takes me out right away. But that's how yeah, I am with that too. You're right. You're right. You're right. But, uh, but yeah, Venom would be fun to see him in full force. That's for sure. I mean, so I know about what happens in the mid credit scene. You know, Dave? I do not. I'm going to have yeah. to try and get out to the theater again. Yeah. Okay. Well, I um, I, you know, I didn't go. I just, I I couldn't help myself. I looked it up. Uh, it was awesome. I, yeah, I won't talk about it here, but if you guys want to know, you can find it very easily. Uh, so just look it up on YouTube. It's it's pretty wild that they would do something like that. But um, it sounds like of the two, No Time to Die is the one to see in theaters. You know, that's what it seems like from listening to you guys. So <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it when it comes out. My dad, my, my son actually said, "Well, I guess you gotta wait for it to come come out." And I'm like. Yeah, because I, I missed it. Yeah, you're right. I went out to wait for it to come out on, you know, on demand or something like that. So That's funny, he man. enjoyed it. Put it that way. He enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed what I saw. So, yeah, I, I think if it was anything like the first one, there's only a limit of how much I could like it. I don't know why. It was just like, like I get MCU uses CGI. So sometimes when I say this stuff, people are like, you love Marvel movies. What are you talking about? And I know this is technically Marvel, but like the last scene when he was fighting whatever the first symbiote was, can't think of his name right now. It was just such a sloppy CGI fight. And it was just like, I didn't care about it. And I feel like when the MCU does it, sure, they'll use it you know, for the most part. There, there are a couple of times that they didn't follow this, but they'll use the shit that MCU, but they'll still have a lot of chore choreography. So that's what makes it better. Like Thanos was a huge, MC, uh, a huge CGI beast, you know, essentially, but he was boxing the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> so like when he took piece the Hulk. Yeah, you're right. When he, yeah. the Hulk, you were like, what the, uh -huh. like, okay, let him have his fun. Uh -huh. And he gave up the two piece and the Hulk backed up and was like, wait a minute. What was that? You, you thought that was real. Yeah. 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 Like I never saw CGI like that before that. I never did. And it like, for a CGI character to move that fast, that fluid, and to look that real. And it was when it was up close to his face, the details they did with his eyes and his, it was just perfect. So it's different. I just think it's different, at least for the first one. But uh, all right, what was your last thing, Dave? I think you had one. So more. my last one was a 1997 movie called Speed 2. Nice. And basically, what Speed 2 is is Sandra Bullock's character continuing on from Speed 1. And she ends up on a cruise from hell. <laughs> now, if you, the listener, would not like to go on a cruise from hell, would like to go on a great cruise, you should go to dellstravelcompany.com and reach <laughs> out to our good buddy, Steve Del Carlino. That was great. beautiful. Well great. done, man. Great one. <laughs> I, I think that's going to get him a sale. That's got to. <laughs> like, I want to go on a vacation now. That was good. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, here, here we go with speed too. 
<laughs> Go ahead. Boat. Speed two electric boogaloo. Yeah, right. Well, you're on a boat. Where's the speed? You're on a cruise liner. There is no yeah. speed. Was there? A, I don't remember. I saw it, but was there a, a mile per hour limit on the boat? Was there something like that? Do you guys remember? <laughs> or did, was sorry, it just man? Going, it was just. I was just not, going for the joke. I didn't actually yeah. see the movie. And not, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just assume that that it was just like on full, and they, they couldn't call it knots. Yeah, right. Ten knots. Yeah, you can't go. Yeah. You can't go past ten knots. All right. <laughs> All oh right. man, breaking down the speed too. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chucky. Uh, what else you got, man? Uh, am I up? Okay. So I've been watching, well, it's October. So horror is my thing. Mm-hmm. So I caught one on uh, Netflix. Oh, please tell Black me. Night. What was it called? Black as Night. Oh, I don't know if I saw it. I look at no. it. Okay. Well, it's it's a vampire movie. And it's... I don't know. Netflix has been coming out with a bunch of like movies about, well, not a bunch of movies, but basically New, it, it's, it takes place in New York and it's, it has all the cultures. Like there's a lot of movies coming out with New York city being the background and all the cultures that come out of New York. Like, well, not for an example, but just miles Spider-Man. Yeah. How that, you know how that came out and it just showed every culture, Hispanic, black, white, everything, everybody just how New York is just like a, a melting pot blended. Yeah. Well, this movie is a vampire movie based in New York and it's about, uh, um, well, it's a, a black girl who her, her mother gets killed by a vampire and she ends up seeing her mother and mother killed or tries to bite her or she does bite her. And now she has to fight vampires. But it's about the young kids living in that city. Now they got to go out and fight vampires. So, I mean, it was pretty good. It's it's, it's what it is. But it, it was good. I liked it. Now, I, I, I like having just, you know, knowing I'm going to have fun watching a horror movie. I do enjoy horror. Uh, around this time every year, I watch uh, a lot of M. Night Shyamalan and i don't know why i just i i like i, I like the feeling of being scared when it's like this temperature outside it's just yeah uh, yeah or marketing i don't know how they did it but right. yeah it, it works on me and i love it I'll, I'll pretty much give anything a chance around this time of year i really will i, I don't care um i just saw one recently and i thought that that might have been what you saw but it's not so i'll talk about it when i go but um but yeah, it sounds good. It's not, it's not scary. It's just, it's like a, it's, and it's not an adult thing. It's like, not teenagers, but it's like one of those teens going out and doing something. You know, they're fighting vampires. Okay. So, I mean, it was good. Just, the, I like the way it was filmed. The, the, the actors in it, everybody was good. So, and then my next one, I, so I, I'm looking at that and I'm like, all right, well, where's Blumhouse? Blumhouse is on Hulu. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me look up a, a Blumhouse movie. So I watched, um, what's it called? It's uh, Bingo Hell is the name of it. <laughs> is it the new Welcome to the Blumhouse? Because there's four new uh, movies out. There's a whole bunch of them on there. And it's like, it yeah. says Blumhouse TV or something like that. Came oh, that's, that's the seasonal one probably then, where they make 12 episodes a year. And it's, it's a movie. Ba- there's a full, a full movie. Is it like that? It's. No, the movies they make four of a year, and they like, I thought they connected, but last year they didn't, so they probably won't this year. But um, I like them all. Like I love Blumhouse, man. All right, well, and, no, this this one didn't connect to anything. Yeah, so then yeah, that's what it is. On its own, but it was produced by Blumhouse. Okay, so it's about some old lady who loves her her little barrio is what they called it in California, but it's just a little. A little neighborhood basically and it's a bunch of old people who live there and all the young people are moving out but the old people stay and they're trying to keep the whole the neighborhood together so but they all like to go play bingo you know on friday nights well the bingo bingo hall got sold and evil comes in and buys the bingo hall so now they have to fight the evil which was kind of like, not a devil but it was a demon 
but they have to go out and fight him. And it's it was acted very well. It was funny. It's a funny horror by Blumhouse. And you know, they they're going out, they're fighting evil, and you know, that that's what happens. So yeah. I liked uh, it. Check it right. out. Yeah, check it out. Bingo so did, did you so that one's called Bingo? You said Bingo Hell. Yeah. Bingo Hell, okay. So mm-hmm. that's that's fine found on Prime. The one I saw on Netflix is called There's Someone Inside Your House. You should yeah, oh, I watched that too. I watched it. Oh, all right. So, Dave, did you see it? I did not. Sorry, I'm not just not a horror guy. Yeah. Can't was, do it. I like that one. That was great. I did like this one. So, this one is about a bunch of high school kids and they're graduating and they're being killed by someone. And it's very personal. Like, he has a secret about this person or some reason that something that this person did bad and he'll have proof of it and be wearing their face when he kills them. He has like a 3d printer and it's pretty wild. So they keep you guessing. It's kind of, it's, it's basically exactly like scream and uh, which is funny. They came out with something for scream five or no, it's not scream five, but it basically is scream five. Um, The new scream. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Um, I, I thought they should just reboot it if they bring that back, but that's besides the point but it's kind of like that where you know you got to find out who it is there's red herrings and i had a lot of fun watching that one Did yeah that was, really, that was yeah. really good yeah that was, yeah yeah it, yeah kept you guessing and the masks were awesome because i'm looking at it the first one i'm like eh, is that supposed to be him okay yeah it does look like him and then as it went on you're like oh that's that person when he put the mask on well he was killing the person yeah right yeah the mask the face on but you're looking at the mask like oh that's pretty good Right. Uh, and, you know, that was his point where, you know, you killed yourself for doing this. Yeah. Right. And he'd have like something that they did and he'd kill them. And um, yeah, it was pretty wild. I, I like that one a lot, too. That so, was great. yeah, I'm with you on the, on the horror movies. Yep. Anything else? Right. I did. Uh, I just started watching this one today on HBO Max. It's um, Batman and it's called uh, the, the Long Halloween. Is the name of the title? Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't so, hear this. Yeah, and it's it's kind of crazy. It's animated, so he's Batman's actually going around. Uh, he's trying to find a killer that killed. Uh, was it Falcone's son? I think it was that he killed. Well, he killed a whole bunch of people, but Falcone's son is what he ends up trying to find out who yeah. killed him. Got and, it. And okay. it's, like the, it's the introduction to Harvey Dent when he becomes Two Face. It's it's pretty good. It's, it's a two part series on HBO Max, and everybody keeps coming up and saying, "You're not much of a detective, are you, Batman?" Because Batman's not figuring it out, and you're looking at him like, "What the?" He should have figured that part out. But then they start doing like little flashbacks or little cues that where he's trying to figure out things and he finally sees like oh that's what happened but they'll show a flashback of him noticing something when he you know he's trying to figure out he's not he's not the detective that he should be basically right. yeah and i'm saying everybody from everybody says oh you're not much of a detective are you so it's kind of it's not new batman because he's older he's dating catwoman you know he's not a young kid so it, it's you got to watch it you'll be looking at it like this isn't the real Batman, but it is Batman. The fight, there's a fight scene that you will love in it. Okay. So just, just check it out. I'm not good at explaining it, but go <laughs> watch it. That's the fun. reason. Why. Watch yeah, it, it sounds fun awesome. for sure. So, but it, it's really good. Okay. So you started that today. So you ready to talk about some, some squids? Okay. <laughs> Squid game? All right. So yeah. this is my, my new obsession, and this is what I do. I... I find stuff and I just go crazy over it when it hits me like this. And uh, thankfully it did. Uh, dude, like, I fucking love this show. Like, I give it an easy, an easy, like, 9.7 out of 10. I loved it. I thought it was so good. Do you guys think it was as good as that? Dave, I what do you think? You think? Uh, okay. Oh, I, I binged it. So, yeah. Yeah. You, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Where are you at with it, Dave? Uh, I, I'd say it's like a solid eight 
Um, a lot of the translations gave it janky um, dialogue. Um, yeah, I, I pretty much I want to watch it again with just the subtitles yeah, uh, because the, the dubbing was, was threw me in a, uh, a lot. I know the one uh, in the sex scene <laughs> with the, with the the crazy the crazy girl and the gangster. Thug, she, yeah. She's calling him old man. But yeah. the actual translation is she's calling him daddy, right. <laughs> which changes changes it a little bit. Um, I did see the two prerequisites. I, I do think you have to see two two movies uh, before seeing this series to really enjoy the whole thing. And that's Battle Royale and uh, Old Boy. Saw Old Boy. Didn't see Battle Royale yet. Saw Battle Royale, but didn't see Old Boy. Is that South Korean? Uh, I think that's Japanese. That's okay. where uh, yeah. Gogo from um, Kill yeah. Bill came from. Okay. That from that movie. Yeah, it's Japanese. Dude, I I love South Korean uh, cinema. You know, basically whatever they call their Hollywood, where they make movies and TV shows. Man, I love it. I, there's so many things I like. Like I said last time, Train to Busan, One and Two, um, Parasite, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. That was done by the same director, and, and it's just like non-stop i'm always finding something that i like that comes out of south korea so that's that basically means i have to keep my eye out now for, for this kind of stuff but yeah dude much better subtitles i actually when i first started it i was finishing work and it was like waiting on an, an email so like i couldn't fully pay attention but i couldn't not look at my computer either and so i was like fuck it let me throw it on dub and i ended up waiting there for for like an hour until this email comes in so i can get off work and so i watched the whole first episode and then half of the second one on dub before i actually i didn't transition until i started it again when i came back uh from my mom's at, at night and started it on that friday night and then i switched to subtitles and then the next day i did some dub and some subtitles and it's just so much better with the with the subtitles on and i know it's annoying you got to read the whole time but you know, at this point, I kind of want to learn Korean. I just love Korean shit, man. I do. It's awesome. They really nail um, the critique of class or classism. Yes. In, in in a lot of these films. Now, maybe we're just focusing on limited director. I, I'm curious if a lot of their general, you know, higher end film and TV is dealing with class systems because they, they really nail it really well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean that basically Snowpiercer and Parasite both talk about that. You know, they both they yep. both have subtext about that. You know, this definitely does. And what I was really interested in, a lot of these actors either had been in stuff and weren't the main character or hadn't been in much. And by the way, the annoying woman, they gave her such an annoying voice dub that's not that bad sub. It's yes. really not. <laughs> really not but um the kengsi byok who's supposed to be from north korea she's actually a famous model from south korea and this is the first thing she's ever acted in ever and i was like huh. what the hell she was that good and that role was very important you know i'm gonna be full spoilers here you know when when she ultimately dies i was upset but you know you kind of saw it coming where Episode two and three, you're like getting this team formed together and you're like, I'm going to have to watch all these motherfuckers die. And that kind of sucks. But, you know, the way they did it was really cool and unique, I think. I mean, the show is it's it's a little brutal at first, especially when there's, you know, 400 odd plus members and then they start mowing them down by the hundred. Mm -hmm. a, a little rough at first. What was your guys favorite game? Do you have one? I really liked Honeycomb. I want to try that. <laughs> that looks I, fun. I really liked how they, that the whole table thing was a game. Like the whole, when it was down to three and it was basically, the whole thing was just a slow burn of, okay, you know, we're going to feel each other out. We're going to feel each other out. We're going to talk. We're going to have a nice meal. We're going to get a little more energy, a little more nourishment. And then we leave a knife. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that was that, and exactly when when she was ultimately killed with the knife, 
the the round ended so that's exactly what the round was and mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy but that's the way that show is and actually everyone who dies in the show this is like a scorsese thing it was so cool it was foreshadowed in episode two when they went back to their normal life when they if you spent time with someone and they did something like uh, as kang si byak did uh again the model in real life in south korea she puts a, a blade up to her her manager's neck and then she ultimately gets stabbed in the neck right. uh the person, uh, these names are so hard to say. I'm so sorry. Uh, the best friend, uh, Sangwoo, Sangwoo, he almost kills himself and he ultimately kills himself. Uh, the gangster guy, he jump, he kills a guy and then jumps into the river. How does he die? By falling down like a huge, a huge thing. And uh, Ali, who's one of my favorite characters, he steals from his boss and gets his fingers chopped off. And then ultimately he gets killed. By having shit stole from him because he won that round yeah, and, right. and sang woo just fucked him and, and stole stole from him and, and killed him so i thought that was really neat i thought a lot of shit was really neat uh il nun that old man he was so good and you know i watched all the videos and these these guys are so good at picking shit apart where there's there's clues that he was running it all along all tug along of war the tug yeah. of war Yep. You saw that one? Yeah. 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 Um, but when he ended up when he ended up in the bleachers, the top of the bleachers. Yeah. Was, how did he get up there? Yeah. That's the first thing I said. I mean, I'm yeah, he could have he could have ran up and hid, but I'm like, no, he had help. Yeah. One but, of the one of the 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 videos was saying you know, in the tug of war, he was the only person that wasn't actually locked on right. to the rope. Yeah, he wasn't. Uh, so even if the rope and all the team went, he wouldn't go. Right. And then every single game he was like, oh, I played this in my childhood. The the house was literally designed about his house because this was his, you know, goodbye to to the world. And even his name means like the one when it's translated. He's number mm-hmm. one. He's number one uh, when the cop who was great, uh, Junho, when he's going through the yep. files, when they fund 2020, there's no number one listed. But when they look at 2015, there is a number one listed. So they didn't have his information in there. There's so much shit. Uh, the the green, red light, green light, yeah. and when people are getting targeted, he doesn't get targeted. You can you can see it mm. on the screen. You it's it's only up for like a half second, but they show you that he's already not getting targeted, and uh, and when he gives his jacket up to Jihan, apparently some people think well, there's two things that people think. One that he wanted Jihan to win, so he gave him his jacket. So the guards wouldn't kill him. And if they saw him getting attacked, that they would jump in and intervene and not let him get killed by someone else. And the second thing, which is out there, some people think that he's his father. So, I mean, he did say he grew up in a neighborhood like that, too. Um, There's no mention of his father, really. And, you know, his father did ditch his family to go start this game. And he was doing it for a long time at least 30 years, I think. And he, he said he didn't get the a gift for his son. They did have a huge bond. Uh, one more thing, the chocolate milk, where he went up and said, oh, sorry, I, can I get a chocolate milk? Il Nun said, oh, my son used to say the same shit. So there were some similarities. But yeah, dude, you, could, you could go on YouTube and just have your mind blown left and right. There's, it, it just goes to show how much time and effort they really put into this and bravo man if you guys haven't seen it see it was the final game a game so when they're betting on the guy getting help at the end right right was that a game i think so yeah i think that just goes to show how il nun loved games you know this whole thing was games that came out out of his brain shit that he used to do as a kid and it just showed how bored he said it he was like we got so bored we didn't know what to do uh, I think, yeah, I think it was a game. Do you think it might not have been? I think it might might not have been. I'm not. I, I'm still kind of not sure. I think that's kind of one of those things that could easily be strung along and then revisited in a next season. Um, I did throw uh, an article right here in the chat for us. So the um, creator claims that he lost six teeth. From the stress of filming the first season. 
of just ab- like grinding grinding his teeth while he was filming it wow. after just going at going so long uh, spending so much of his life on this thing mm-hmm. yeah so that's why i'm worried about a season two i mean they they obviously set it up you know mm-hmm. there there is a, there's totally more story left to explore you know the front man um i think that his brother's most likely alive um you know they didn't show him get crushed by a rock or anything he got shot in the shoulder he's most likely alive but uh yeah yeah all right so i'll pose the question to both of you guys then so if you were a rich person to come in and bet on these things what animal what golden animal head would you wear (laughs) a a moose (laughs) definitely a ram the golden a, ram the golden ram that's pretty did good go to, did you go to westchester yeah right. yeah right that's so elaborate i can i can see like your ears or look like princess yeah, right. leia yeah. <laughs> what'd you pick dave you got one uh i think i'd go classic tiger you okay. know it just it just would look badass it would uh there's also a theory that the vips are us the audience because Ooh, we're what yeah, because we're watching for entertainment. And yeah. uh, those guys were so over-the-top, elaborate. I loved it. Like, that was a perfect way for those characters to be. Because I was thinking, I was like, who the hell are these VIPs going to be? They keep saying it. And then there's just these rich assholes, man. Like, wow. Amazing show. I absolutely loved it. So, uh, yeah, I want to make some kind of YouTube video on it uh, relatively soon. But I want to make it really good. And I, I need to find an angle. And uh, I think I'm, I'm going to use some of Chuck's theory that it might <laughs> go into train to busan i like that but yeah outside of that walking dead the mid-season finale is tonight so i'll be watching that uh you know maybe maybe you'll see chuck and i do uh a, a what just happened on that possibly in the coming week and uh give our thoughts on on the mid the last mid-season break of the walking dead so excited for that and then ted lasso like everybody else said uh the show's the greatest man it really is just Every week gives you a joy. You know, they have to go through ups and downs as characters, so that's meant for it. It sucks that Nick Muhammad, who plays Nate, was getting actual hate from fans. It's like, bro, like, he didn't choose to do that shit. That's the writers. (laughs) Come on, man. He was getting a lot of hate. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about his journey? We didn't talk about that. What do you think about his journey? um, Like, when, when he went to the restaurant with his father, and he had to get the table, but yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, typical. We, we, yeah, you couldn't get it. That's when I started seeing like Nate was bullied. Not he might not have been bullied, but he, he was. always had approval yeah. by, from you know higher people. And yes. I saw saw it coming down then that he was gonna not turn, but he was just getting like yeah. Did, I mean, did, season did, one, season one. Uh, Jamie, Jamie, and the guys would pick on him until Roy stepped in because exactly. Ted, Ted wouldn't because that whole thing. But right. no, yeah, I mean, he was always someone that was getting walked on, and then he has that great game. He's the wonder kind all of a sudden. Exactly. He gets, gets in his head. He starts looking at everybody saying good things about him on the internet. Uh, so yeah, he definitely inflated really quickly after being kept down for a long time. And but then he also felt he wasn't he. He did when when he kissed when he kissed uh what's her name? when he kissed her and he didn't and Roy didn't get mad. I know said, well, you really don't see me as a man. Right. That's basically what he was looking at him like, you don't see me as a man, because I'm wow. not a fan to you. So you can see him going that way, like, oh I'm I'm proved to y'all. I, I think I think one of the things that um Nate almost represents is trauma begets trauma begets trauma Mm -hmm. so if you look at like the first season he is is almost traumatized by jamie and a couple other guys and then once he gets power what's the first thing he does he starts traumatizing the uh the new assistant yep yeah and it's it's that just well i made it here and now i'm gonna you know pile on and i think that's some of the things that they slowly show uh, across the season is arguably Nate's kind of an abused person. Yeah, so it's fair. one of those things that like, okay, so what happens with trauma? 
um it's not overly you know severe trauma but trauma nonetheless um you know what happens when the person who's bully gets the opportunity to bully someone else right Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm definitely convinced that they changed his hair a little bit every episode got more and more gray as the as the season went on and you know they he ends up with rupert rupert you know we think gives his shares to rebecca back to richmond but really he had other plans of owning a different team himself he buys west ham we find out uh during the episode and now thinking back i'm like i probably should have thought that it was him because why would we find that out in the episode and then we find out it was him and he hires nate to coach west ham so now he's going to be you know one of the villains of uh of richmond it, it was manchester city really just just the team they didn't really show anyone on the t- in, on the team when jamie left but they still got their ass beat by them this year so i wonder if they're going to beat them and they're definitely going to lose to nate probably early on in in this season and nate'll probably go crazy about it like ah oh, fuck you guys um but we'll see you know i'm i'm here for the ride i i'm hoping we're going to get at least 5 seasons now I have no idea. It could be three, but we'll see. Uh, but I'm hoping we get at least five. So, all right. Any last uh, comments on this stuff or we can go into the news? It's up to you guys. Uh, I mean, I'm good. I think we touched on a, you know, a bunch of these things and basically we're all excited to see these things again and, yeah. and, and uh, the, the future hopefully sequels to them. Yeah, true. All right. So, uh, all right, Dave, hit, hit us with the news. All right. So first things first, Scarlett Johansson has settled her lawsuit with Disney for an undisclosed amount. So we can look forward to seeing her in Jungle Cruise 2 or whatever terrible sequel to a ride theme park uh, (laughs) exhibition that they have. I know. Right. Uh, So it's nice that they made up. She probably got paid. It's just it sucks that it had to come this way. But I mean, what are you going to do? It's an unprecedented situation. You know, it's unfortunate that her movie released when it did. It probably should have came out during the actual timeline of the movie, which was right after Civil War. But it didn't. And we got what we got. And it's ultimately a decent movie. And she got taken care of. So I'm happy for her. Yeah, definitely. Yep. All right. Chuck, I I added this in the. chat here um i showed dan earlier but we got our first looks of oscar boy number one timothy chalamet as willy wonka (laughs) who seems to look a lot like gonzo from a muppet's christmas carol (laughs) dude it's like the exact it's the exact look of gonzo it's crazy it's great it's the exact look Uh, i'm wondering the tone of this movie uh my my boy Oscar boy number one he he can do it all. Uh, I I I truly believe that it'll be an enjoyable movie, and I think it'll be better than the last one. I don't know if they're gonna like go for an Oscar though. That'd be funny if they did. Uh, <laughs> this this picture he's got a serious face on, so like I don't know if it's gonna be silly and campy like the old one, or if it's gonna be like what if it's like Joker toned? Like I, it just looks a little serious to me, but. I think he'll he'll crush it no matter what. I was excited when I heard about this news that he was going to be Willy Wonka. Um, and it's a different storyline, right? Because he's younger. I believe so. I believe it yeah. might be a prequel. Okay. It looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> but that outfit is funny. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, Dan, maybe uh, you can retweet that yeah. on the scene invaders so that the audience have as much fun as we're having with that. Uh, Segwaying from Dan's Joker comment, we have DC fandom coming up this week. So expect uh, probably a new Batman trailer and uh, probably maybe even a Flash trailer. I believe they're filming. I'm not sure, though. But look for a bunch of things to kind of hit the web. Uh, October 16th is the DC fandom. All right. So, all right, good. I'm excited to hear about that. I want to see uh, Flash information. I want to see stuff about that. So we'll see if they if they have anything. I think it's filming. It should be. It should Not be. Not sure. I think it is. Um, okay. So that's All good. right. Christopher Nolan has found his Oppenheimer for his new <laughs> atomic bomb movie. So there's only two guys that are pretty much in every single 
Christopher Nolan movie. So we'll let you guys guess. It's a 50-50 shot of who it's going to be. Uh, I I already know. Do you want to guess, Chuck? No, I can't. No. <laughs> All right. So it's not Michael Caine. So Gillian right. <laughs> Murphy. Killian, is it Cillian Killian? I think it's Killian. Killian. I, I think it's Killian. It's the guy Killian. from Peaky Blinders is now our new Oppenheimer for the yeah. Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> Yeah, they do work together all the time, man. I mean, he was in all the Batman movies. No matter how small his part was, he still came back and did them. Um, was it Dunkirk, Inception? Dunkirk. Now, was he in Interstellar? No, he wasn't. But that that's one of the few. That's definitely one of the few. And it wasn't in Tenet either. But, um, he, started, he started with um, 28 Days Later, didn't he? Yeah, that was yeah. his big break. First, yeah. yeah, that's a great movie, man. Yeah, he was in... He was in a really good uh, suspense thing with Rachel Adams called was it Red oh, Eye? Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Red Eye. Red Eye. Dude, yeah. I saw that in theaters so long. That was, that was a while ago. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Liam Neeson movie now. That's like what that <laughs> yeah, <is>. yeah. <laughs> it's a younger version of Taken at this point. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, uh, we have another Disney one. Catherine Hahn has. Uh, re-signed or upped her sign or whatever she is now intertwined with disney so that agatha will be getting her own series and appearing in various disney slash marvel movies spots whatever which is great for her i thought she did a great job in uh uh wandavision yeah man this is yeah this is great uh chuck would you agree that she is definitely a bright spot of that show and people say that show you know some people argue it's the best one on on there so far i think loki's the best one but uh you know some people argue that that is the best one wandavision and i'm fine with that argument i am i thought it was really yeah. good and, right, right. i mean that that was a starter that's that's what started the whole thing yeah right. yeah so i mean but yeah she was awesome like she was a good surprise like you know not a good surprise but her character throughout the whole arc of the show mm -hmm. she, she was a, yeah she was a constant yeah. what the hell is she like what's going on yeah and she kept uh, growing along with the times and she was still that you know nosy neighbor whatever you want to yep. call her until she wasn't and then she played that villain so well and yeah, right. you know i know her from like the seth rogan movies and shit like i know her <laughs> from being funny she's hilarious <laughs> And she kills it as a villain for sure. So what, what was yeah. the comedy with Jeremy Piven where they were used car salesmen? Oh, that movie was hilarious. Oh, what was that called? Uh, was it the goods? Yes. The goods. Yeah, so, okay. so hard, live fast or something like that. Yeah. Where she, that, she fell oh. in love with um, it, it was a guy. Oh, what's his name? He's the uh, army guy. Uh, uh, Catalina wine mixer, pal. Um, Son of a gun! Everybody's going nuts because I know everybody knows this. this guy. Guy. Hold on, which uh, guy? Start, start fresh. Okay, it, um, he was formerly in the army. He's in all these movies. He was oh. on the Daily Show. I know who you're saying. The principal, uh, the Ca Catalina Wine Mixer, principal from um, Twenty One Jump Street. Yes. What the fuck is his name? Rob Riggle. Okay. Yeah, Rob Riggle. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, Catherine Hahn falls in love with Ron Rob Riggle, who has a thyroid problem and is basically an eight year old. In a yeah. man's body, yeah. <laughs> so she just hits on him the entire, inappropriately hits on him the entire movie. Dude, that movie is a hidden gem. There's way too many people that haven't seen it, and it's so fucking funny. And yeah, she's great in that, man. She's so good, and I, I pretty much like her in it, everything she's in. I really do. Yes, even her commercials. What are those commercials? Sling TV. The Sling TV commercial. Sling TV and the new Pacifica ads for the electric minivan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even when she was in Parks and Rec, she had that small part. And then, oh, <laughs> and then great she, outtakes. Yes. Yeah. And then she goes up to Ron. Uh, uh, oh, what the hell is it? Rob. Rob Lowe. Ron Swanson. Oh, Rob Lowe. Uh, got it. And she's like, all right, we're going to have sex now. And he's like, okay. No, <laughs> 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 oh, she's great. Uh, last thing I have on my news here is uh, we're officially getting an updated Grand Theft Auto Enhanced Trilogy update for all the new consoles. So they're updating the gameplay, the graphics, uh, so that they'll all be kind of 
next gen or fifth gen or whatever gen we're on right now. Uh, so it, it becomes a two, a true playable trilogy. And this will have to keep us all satiated until six is finally announced. So I actually didn't re- realize how big five still is online. Uh, shout out to my buddy, Richie. He was talking to me at work the other day and he tells me every Friday night he's in this thing of 30 people and they all do street races and there's like 30 races and it takes like five hours and they do it. And like, there's this whole website and community for it. And then other people who didn't make that weekend are doing trials all week to make that. (laughs) And they're like going against each other. And like, there's this whole leaderboard thing. And if you get on the leaderboard, it's like amazing or something like that. And like, there's this whole following of people that do this. And he's like, we're just one group, man. He's like, there's, multiple so many groups and they're all doing the same thing and it's all over the map so like based on wherever map you're on or if you're on the west coast servers east coast servers wherever you live um and people are having these races all around and i'm like shit dude that's crazy like that's legitimate like a like something that fans made up themselves and then they made up a whole group a whole system to make the trials like it's like so in depth so uh yeah so i'm sure they're excited for this so that they can update that a little bit but um every time i play gta like i like gta but i i ultimately get bored yeah i don't know why i just do and i I need like something to look to do i need like a mission or something i need the stories i need the story of it rather than the just random online play me too i agree but a lot of people love the online play because now you can like get a house and invite your friends in your house and like Mm -hmm. you can get married like you can marry your boy if you want like (laughs) and then you guys are married on grand theft auto online like it's weird like there's this whole bunch of custom modes you can play like this whole universe that people don't even realize like any anything you can think of you can do it and that's pretty it's pretty cool so shout out to the people still playing gta uh even though i'm not one of you but I got a confession. I got a confession about GTA. Uh-oh. Um, hot coffee. Is it hot yeah, coffee? Right, right. <laughs> well, I, 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 I played before, but I got a copy of it from Dan, your brother, who told me it was yours. <laughs> sure. And that was probably six years ago. You and still got it? I still have your copy of GTA. <laughs> I don't even... See, I, I don't even remember Andreas or I forget which one it is, but it's your copy. See, I don't remember years ago. I don't remember lending it to Greg. So that yeah, shows right. me how little I remember about it. So yeah, you can have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Here, play this, play this. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. He's like, it's my brother, so play it. Bring it back. <laughs> I never brought it back. Sorry. Well, you watched Mickey that one time, so yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. But um, all right. So yep. That's yeah, all sweet. I have for the news. Uh, does anybody have any recommendations for uh, the audience? Uh, um, see, I'm thinking of starting Twin Peaks or something crazy like that. Um, okay. I don't know if I have it in me. Now, I'm going to watch Signs soon. It's I know I said M. Night, but I love watching Signs around this time of year. Uh, I'm really How about just... you live tweet it? Why don't you live tweet Signs? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Um, probably next Friday night or something like that. Find a time to do that. Yeah, I'm gonna say building off a of squid, uh, squid. I almost said Squid Academy, <laughs> Squid <laughs> Games. Um, uh, try and see Battle Royale this week if you can. Right, I'll um, do that. Where you know, it? just you know, general audience. It's a, it's just a really good, really better is. version of um, Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Chuck, you got anything? Um, I'm, I'm, mm, I, I don't have anything, but. There's one I'm watching. Why the Last Man? Ooh, oh, uh, what's her name from? Um, yeah, Lucia. She's yes. she's about she's all about that. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I'm taking my time with it, so I'm not like watching every day it comes out, or I mean, not every day, but every you know, yeah, basically every day that, that it does come out, I'm waiting and then I'm watching it. I'll go back maybe one, catch up, and go back. But from what I'm watching, I'm I'm liking it. Nice. Okay. Um, um, yeah, I want to start that as well, for sure. 
Um, all right. So, yeah, I'm going to watch Battle Royale. I'm looking. It's got 88%. That's crazy. And the description really reminds me of Hunger Games. So, uh, and it's on Amazon for free. So, sweet. Yeah, I'll definitely see this uh, by next week for sure. Um, all right. So, yeah, get in your suggestions, scenevaders at gmail.com or hit us on any social media. We're scenevaders on all of them. And uh, let us know what you want us to do, a segment, conversation, whatever it is. And uh, we'll take care of it. So, yeah. All right. Everybody have a good week. Talk to you next time. Yep. All right, guys. Oh, thank you.